welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You are listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom and Tyler. This week we are going to be talking about martyrdom. We'll kick things off with the extraordinary story of five missionaries who ventured into Ecuador's remote jungles to reach the Wadani tribe, a tribe so isolated that anyone who dared to enter their territory never returned alive. The Courageous Five, Jim Elliott, Ed McCauley, Pete Fleming, Nate Saint, and Roger Yoderin met a tragic end. But what happened afterwards was absolutely astonishing. Elizabeth Elliott, Jim Elliott's wife, and another brave woman went back into the same jungles with a message of hope. Stay with us as we explore their legacy and the stories of other Christians who were willing to risk everything for their faith. Well, we're back at the Corner of Truth and Courage, and today I am sad to say this is Tyler's last official day with us here as a co-host on Fortress of Faith. And Tyler, it really has been a joy. I've It's been a blessing to me personally, and, and I've heard from many of our listeners there of how they've enjoyed having you on the program. We just pray God's blessing upon you as you continue to labor and serve the Lord. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners there a little bit more about Hope and the addiction ministry that you're working for. It's been great being able to be here for Fortress of Faith. Again, I thank you guys for that, and and I uh, hope I haven't tainted your show in any way. That was my, that was my biggest concern starting this. But, uh, no, I, I'm excited, honestly. You know, God's pulling me out of Fortress of Faith, but planting me in, a, in another place that I know he would have me to be. I've kind of... You know, I was a former addict in my life, and I got saved, and God gloriously really took all those things away pretty much instantaneously. And so I got, but I got involved in the addictions ministry, you know, because even though I got victory over it, I wanted to learn how to continue to have victory over it, right? How how to, what the Bible had to say about it, those kinds of things. And then I ended up out here at our church at Beth Haven Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. We have a, uh, we had a home for men called the Hope Homes, and I got called to to go there and be a staff member, and so I did that for a while. Kind of what's happening now is right now we have a woman's home, and we don't have a men's home, and we we kind of have moved things around here a little bit, and so right now we're only accepting women, but eventually we will accept men as well, and uh, let me give you a phone number for that. If you know anyone that struggles with addictions, please call this number, 405-691-6990. That's 405-691-6990. Now, that's going to be the number to my home church here. Number one, there's a physical place uh, that we have here right now for women and eventually for men, if you need that sort of extensive type of treatment. Number two, there's a a slew of resources that really are, are completely free. We don't charge people for them that you can get and utilize by getting a hold of this number here. But as far as what I'm going to be doing, I'm in Bible college right now. I'm, I probably got another five years left of that because I'm going to do the master's program, which is centered completely on biblical counseling. And, uh, and that's kind of the, the thing my pastor and I believe is God's will for my life is to be a biblical counselor. And we need that in our lives because there's people that everybody's got problems, right? Uh, and, and so, sometimes the, what we're guilty of is, is not turning to God's word to find the answers. And instead we find the answers you know, on the internet or from our friends or whatever the case may be. Biblical counseling is a much, much needed thing. And so uh, that's going to be something that I'm going to continue to do here with the addiction ministry. 
and just sort of in general. And so I am very, very, very excited about that. But that's enough about me. My head's getting big. Let's move on. So we've been talking about martyrdom all this week. And to, we, we've had some great, great stories, some of which I knew of before and some of which I didn't and have learned some lessons from. But you have a few, few more that you wanted to sort of tap into before we close this topic this week. So, Ty, let me let me pass uh, the baton on to you there. Sure. Well, thank you, Tyler. Again, thank you for being with us here at Fortress of Faith. And from time to time, we might have your cheerful voice back on the program there and catching up on what's going on in your ministry. And I want to turn attention. We've kind of talked about some people who died, the five missionaries in the 50s who died there in Ecuador. We've talked about some other people who suffered a lot, but still are with us in this world today. Some who were willing of themselves, sold themselves into slavery so that they might be missionaries and tell the lost. And praise God, over 13,000 people have been saved on the islands uh, in the Caribbean. What a testimony. What a legacy to leave behind. But how inspiring it is for others. And that's why I want to talk about this, because these things inspire us. Here back um, in 2018, many of us were shocked by the story of a young single missionary, John Cho, he was speared to death by these Indians. What year was uh, that? I'm sorry, what year did you say this happened? Yeah, 2018. Man, I did not realize it was that recent. I heard yes. the story, but I did not know it was that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and uh, he was a single missionary. He went to the Indian Ocean, to the Bay of Bengal. There's an island there of savages, about 200 People there that are just cut off from the outside world, kind of like the Aka Indians, like we talked about on Monday. And uh, no one comes out alive that ever arrives on that island. And uh, and he was burdened for these people. Why should they not hear the gospel? I mean, you know, we wanted the whole world to be able to have access to the word of God. And uh, and so now my first impression was it seemed like to me because we didn't know much that was coming out. So this guy was unprepared. You know, he, he didn't um, prepare well for it. Just kind of his zeal got the better of him. That's what I was thinking. And sometimes we can get full of zeal and not ready for uh, the, the, the ministry. We can get ahead of that. And sometimes we just got to be wiser. Well, he had nine years of preparation. Uh, he had not only gone to Bible college, he studied linguistics at uh, the uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators. Uh, he had taken wilderness EMT training. Uh, he's had all the vaccinations that he needed for it. Uh, he underwent laser eye surgery so he wouldn't have to worry about eye contacts. I mean, this guy really, he was prepared. Um, and I was wrong in what I was thinking there. And, uh, and he wrote about, uh, his, his efforts and all that kind of stuff. And it, you know, for uh, a week, he would make, uh, come in there with a, uh, with his canoe. And come to thing and, and try to you know, send in gifts and, and whatnot and, uh, and speak in their language, uh, words of peace. I'm your friend and all that type of stuff. They threw spears at him. One hit him. If it weren't for the Bible that he had in his pocket, it would have killed that spear would have killed him, but his Bible literally protected him there. And, um, he later made his way onto the island 
and was found dead on the beach there the next day by the fishermen that uh, that had dropped him off. And so uh, November 14th, he, he perished uh, in 2018. And I imagine if we were to ask people like this, why, why, why would you do it? I imagine maybe he would come back if he could speak to us today. Maybe he might quote from the Bible in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse fourteen: "For the love of Christ constraineth us." It's the love that we have for the for for carrying out God's word. And maybe he might go on to say in that verse, in that same chapter, verse eleven: "Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men." You know, if we, um, uh, we've got to tell them because if we don't, if they don't know, they're going to perish in their sins. And in verse 10, it says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. One day, everyone's going to stand there and be in judgment. And if we don't take the gospel to them, then um, then they are not going to hear the truth. Um, there are many people who are still perishing. Um, I have a very close pastor friend, um, Brother Joel Bixler. His roommate in Bible college was Stephen Terrell. Stephen Terrell went as a missionary to Baghdad, Iraq. Just last year, he perished. November, again, November, November 7th, 2022, men drove up to his car and shot him and assassinated him. There's um, uh, Ronnie Smith, who died on the 5th of uh, of December in 2013, who was shot while he was jogging there in Benghazi in, uh, in Libya, missionaries. And we can go on and on. There are still people who are willing of themselves and are losing their life, sadly. Uh, uh, there, but they go so that they might share Christ with others, even if it costs them their life. Let me tell you a quick story. Um, Tyler, you, I don't know if you've heard me tell this story before, but when I was in Bible college, one of my professors was Dr. Jack Baskin. I went to this college because he was teaching there. He taught my dad missions many years earlier. He was an older man and, uh, he was a missionary in, uh, in Korea and he would often drive as far as his Jeep could take him into the jungles and he would backpack for a few days to get to these remote villages. One day he came to a seaside. And then he would always go to the grandfathers because that's the custom. You go to the elders. And he said, uh, oh, Papa son, I remember him talking this so well. Papa son, I've come to tell you and your people about Yesu, Jesus Christ, and the true God, Hanahim, in heaven. And, uh, and that old man, he reacted differently than any other man. That man began to weep. Oh, missionary, I'm so glad you've come. When I was a child, a missionary came to my village on the other side of these mountains, and he began to tell us about this Hananim, the true God in his son, Yesu. And I knew there was something special about that God, but I didn't get to hear the message. There was conflict in our village and we had to leave. And my father moved us to this village where we live today. And, and I grew up here and I never got to hear about that wonderful message of Hanahim and his son, Yesu. And, uh, and, and so the missionary, Dr. Baskin was able to tell him and the village about the true God of heaven, how Jesus died on the cross for their sins. 
And many in that village got saved that week. And that grandfather got saved too. He trusted in Yesu, Jesus Christ. And I remember him telling that story. And it was time for him to leave. And then that old man, that grandfather, asked the missionary this. He says, in your country in America, how long have you heard? How long have you known of this great message? Oh, we've known for many, many years in America. Did your father know? He said, yes, sir. Of course he knew. Did your father's father? Yes, sir. We, As I said, we've known for many years. And he asked the missionary this question, and I'll never forget it. If you've known for so long about this wonderful message of salvation, why is it that you're just coming now? My father never knew. He died not knowing. And his father never knew. Why is it that you're just coming now? Why did you wait? I think that's a great, great story. And as you talk about that, it makes me think of this. If you're a born-again believer, I would ask you this question. Do you know what God's will is for your life? Is it God's will for you too? We know that it's God's will for all of us to be witnesses. But does he have a specific will for maybe you to be one of these people that goes somewhere that may be dangerous? Maybe you've gotten away from that idea because you're scared or whatever the case may be. I've learned this as a Christian. I'm not I'm not a smart man, all right, but I have learned this. Uh God chastens his sons. And I don't know about you, but when I clearly know what God's will is and I'm going against that, I'm pretty miserable because he's all over me about those things. And yep. it is in, in my opinion, not doing what I know is God's will is far more than death itself. People say, well it's dangerous. I could die on the mission field. You could die at home. Death is, it will come to all people. The safest place is to be in God's perfect will. Well, Tyler, we're going to have to stop there. And again, it's been a joy having you on the program with us. And we pray God's blessing upon you in your next ministry. Folks, join us again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.